Hello and welcome to our podcast, Ha Ha Shut Up. And today, myself, Tom, Sean and Kaylin are really excited to talk about our findings in our first two podcasts where we interviewed Megan Llewellyn, who was an operatic and Western singer, and Caddy Beaufort, who is an actress who has just found herself a job post-graduation in Wales in theatre. Hey, everybody, how are you doing? Hello. Hi. Well, this is exciting, isn't it? I know, we haven't really had a chance to talk, just the four of us, in it, like, in a podcast. We've done a lot of talking, but... Yeah, we haven't spoken together. And it's our final podcast as well, so um, we've come to the end of uh, our journey in doing these podcasts. I'm glad we're back here doing it one final time again, you know? Yeah, it's been quite an interesting process, isn't it? Because, obviously, we've been, you know not battling but we've had some sort of technical things that we've had to get over and obviously we're all in different locations I think normally perhaps we'd all be in the same place it's been hard isn't it what do you think Kill? yeah it's definitely been more difficult than what it probably would have been if we were in in the room um obviously for three of out of the four of us it's our first ever experience of doing a podcast in general so i've really enjoyed it i don't know about you boys because obviously you're, you were in the same predicament as me um have you enjoyed doing them absolutely you know i was just about to say that exact thing it's been really really interesting i've never done a podcast before i've listened to a few and you haven't done one before have you mm. um we've been very fortunate to have you lee because you know you're a you're a master in the uh, in the field of podcasts oh that's nice because <laughs> uh, we've done a few so um we've been no uh, yeah but no it's been really really fun I've really enjoyed it but it's actually easy I think when we first started planning this like we all weren't sure how it would go along as a group but like I said to you it is actually once you get into it quite easy and you know if you think of all the technology we've used everything's been free so it's actually it's not that hard really is it no it's it's been really easy and it, it's been really easy to like talk to you guys as well obviously uh, Tom and Sean um, and myself are in the same class, but whereas Lee, we we don't we didn't know you before this journey, and it's been it's been great to get to know you as well. So yeah, I've really enjoyed with ev- with everyone, and it's something I definitely will try and continue to do in the future. You might not want to know me after all the nagging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. I will be uh, unfriending and following on Instagram, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that hurts. You you can edit the final one then, Tom. <laughs> I'm only joking. No, um, going what you were saying, Lee. We have been really fortunate with everything being um free, like Teams, like Zoom. You know, we've um they, the those companies have been really good in there, like making everything free during term time. And I think the university have been great to give us this chance of uh, letting us do a podcast because which other university do you know of that have been able to mm. do podcasts at the end of the day and talk also all the masterclasses we had. Um, talk to all them people that have been in the field um, for for years and we've had the chance to talk to them get some tips and uh, it's been amazing absolutely I, I agree I, for, for me to come together and work with you guys you know I think collaboration is so important and I've really enjoyed you know we're joking about unfriending none of us really mean it I hope <laughs> <laughs> um (laughs) but but it's just it's been so interesting to see other sides of the industry and like exactly I echo what you say to have the experts coming in and showing us what to do I think for us guys you know things are changing now and the industry is different so we're like equipped to meet those expectations aren't we 
I think it's been it's been a different challenge, isn't it? But it's been it's been really good. I think it's actually helped me de-stress a bit by being able to just have normal conversations with you guys about topics that we're already interested in. So yeah. Yeah, I agree. So today, I guess what we'd like to talk about, wouldn't we, and for the listeners to hear, is our thoughts about the contrast between the Megan interview and the Caddy interview then. So what did you think? You know, what did you think about our findings? I personally felt they were very different. So yeah, um, I was just, I was, obviously we've listened to them over and over um, and, and we really enjoyed both of them. Um, and I was just thinking of how one one person... Uh, which is Caddy is starting off on her professional um, journey, and um, and then Megan. Then she's uh, in it. She's she's deep in it, and you know, um, and it's just that break that Caddy's had um, in lockdown, where fifty five thousand people have lost their jobs uh, in the UK d- uh, during the pandemic, according to artsprofessional.co.uk. <laughs> um, you know, it's 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 crazy how someone has found a job and has gone straight in there to work with one of the best um, theatre for uh, well in the Welsh language companies in Wales, Absolutely. you know, um, which is Anad Gorch, and it's just been amazing for her. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Sean. And I actually had um, a li- obviously had listen as well, and it really intrigued me on how I feel that Cardi maximised her knowledge of social media to actually open the door for herself. Like she mentioned in her um, in her podcast that she was on Twitter and saw a, t- a tweet from National Youth Theatre Wales and um, to discuss with professionals and just have conversations with them. And then Arad Gork got back in touch with her to have the audition. So she opened that door straight away by social media, which is why there's a contrast between her and Megan when Megan said that she hasn't really grasped social media and that she doesn't use it as often. Yeah. Do you think that do you think that that's a generational thing? Or do you think, you know, when I listen to Megan speaking, I personally felt I think she's fantastic and really inspirational. But I personally felt she was a little bit tired with her attitude towards the industry. You know, and do you think it's because Caddy and ourselves have been born into a generation where we have had to adapt to the ever changing technology? Or do you think it's just because Megan has been there, done it, got the T-shirt kind of thing? Absolutely. I, yeah, like one of the things that I noticed whilst listening to the both of them was was the difference in energies. Um, you know, Megan was very, wow, well, you know, it is what it is and, you know, it's, it's a bit shit, all this kind of stuff. But then Cardi's was so much energy um, and so optimistic and enthusiastic about what was going on. So I, I guess it could be a generational thing, but I also think it could be that the fact that Cardi has capitalised on the social media aspect of it to get this job and Megan hasn't been doing anything, any work, and then, you know, I guess that could cause difference in energies, I guess. You know, maybe Megan was a bit deflated or, you know, it's just because Cardi was doing it. That's why she was so elevated. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like Megan has never had to. What do you think, Ellen? I, I think it could be down to a generational thing, uh, personally, thinking about how the older generation are in general about topics that we find accepting and they might not. So, like, I think she's so used to going to auditions and auditioning in person. That's her way of doing it and that's always been the way that that is meant to have been done, that she is so used to that that she just 
maybe can't leave that go and be like, oh, I can do it on the computer as well. Whereas obviously Cardi mentioned in her podcast that she feels like a Zoom audition is the new way forward. Like, what do you guys think about the technology way of, you know, having auditions like in the future? I think on a Zoom meeting, I'm pretty sure Caddy said the same, you're not going to come across the same on camera as you are in person. It's just your um, your energy isn't going to be the same if you are sat in your kitchen or, you know, sat in your bedroom. If you go somewhere, I, th- I feel myself, especially with university as well, if I'm going somewhere to do what I'm meant to do, I've got more, much more motivation to do it. I want to succeed more in doing it. And it's like the lessons we've had, you know, we've been at home doing our lessons. And especially when we had dance, I feel they were, the energy levels just weren't the same. I'm not sure if you guys felt the same, but it's just, it's just not been the same. But the university have been great to us and they've given us a lot of resources and, you know, they've helped us out so much and I can't fault them at all. That's um, that's one of the things that Cardi said as well, is that although the audition was weird being in the room, one of the things she did say is that the auditionees, should we say, like the, the people who auditioned her, she said that they were brilliant. She said that, you know, they understood that, you know, she's in her living room or her bedroom or whatever. And, and yeah, she said they were, they've said they've been brilliant and so has the uni to us as well they've been fab I agree I I'm kind of torn because in one way as a performer when I am in front of an audience my adrenaline kicks in and the experience of performing and delivering whatever I've rehearsed or prepared is like special and in that moment you know you kind of forget about everything else and I suppose it all becomes irrelevant because your adrenaline and your performance energy takes over which I don't think you can replace by a screen but what this digital sort of situation has done for me is removed pre-existing kind of self-confidence issues. And I suppose if Zoom interviews and auditions mean that we don't have to go into a room and feel nervous about the first step, for me, I partly think that that's quite a bit of a benefit as well. Definitely. I totally agree that like recording like maybe a self-tape and sending it in as a first audition is definitely beneficial because you can do that self-tape as many times as you want and you send the clip that you feel you perform the best in. You can edit it to, you know, um, fit the criteria of how many minutes because some auditions are very specific. I just want to quickly go back to Sean's point about the motivation and stuff about, you know, uni. And I totally agree that, you know, these circumstances have been met really, really hard for everyone involved. But like, I just want to grasp on something that Megan said to us as students is to just keep going and take every day as it comes. And, you know, just pace. It's like a pacing game, she said. So I think it's it's just important to try and keep yourself motivated as much as you can, um, even if that's chilling out and just, you know, just having time for yourself. But yeah, I, to- I totally agree with everything everyone said. One of the things I think we should talk about is the fact that we are in this group on two ends of the spectrum. You know, we have Lee who is studying opera and YF and us three who are on VR performing or either wanted to do an MT route or acting or producing, whatever. Um, but we are on completely different ends of the spectrum and that's one of the questions that we did ask Megan was how it contrasts. So Lee, like, I honestly, right, I don't even know what you do in YF. <laughs> I honestly don't. I understand you do opera studies, but I don't know what that consists of. I don't know how we are training, how your vocal studies happen. So I'm really interested in finding out how it happens. Of course. Well, the the degree is actually a BA in vocal studies. I do think there's a common misconception that we only study opera um, because we actually study art song as well. But the principal sort of foundations of the degree are the vocal technique 
So we are literally learning every technique to sing in a bel canto style, which is, you know, an operatic style. The Italian bel canto is the fine art, I guess, of operatic singing and classical singing. And so um, everything is sort of driven and focused around that. So our vocal technique lessons are mind-blowing because when you look at the technique involved with with singing classically or any type of singing, not just classically, musical theatre as well, when you're singing in our operatic aria, there are so many technical aspects you need to think about the voice. For example, if you're singing the top G5, you know, the, you actually connect your mind and the physical apparatus of your of your larynx and vocal cords is you're actually imagining that you're positioning the note in a certain position if you're going above a certain note. And it's like a technical thought process. That's all I can describe, really, because actually what you're doing is you're not actually physically moving your body to sing. You're actually imagining that the note is placed in a different place. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And obviously we... We study vocal technique as well um, with Ian Nicholas. And it, it's been like an eye-opener to like see how just changing certain aspects of how you would sing a word normally changes the whole thing. I was also going to say, as we were on the topic of vocals, uh, Megan mentioned um, vocal well-being in her podcast um, about performing eight shows a week and how, you know, that can be strenuous. And like my question to you guys was just going to be like, how do you feel, you know, or what do you think you'll do when you, hopefully, when you will both, or, well, all three of you get into the industry? Um, how will you manage that? Yeah, so obviously within the vocal uh, part of it, we've uh, been taught to steam a lot. We've been taught to practice in a certain way. But I feel I don't want to go down the route of uh, performing. I'm, I want to go into the producing side of things. So I think to to become better at doing that in the aspect of producing, I think I need to look into to how to be a producer, how to start off. I'm thinking of starting off as a runner and building up, but I know I, I take it, Tom, Lee and Kelly and yourself, Kelly and me, um, I take it you all want to go into the performing side, do you? Well, not, necess- not necessarily, actually, because quite randomly, it's in my thought process to become a runner of sorts as well. I actually really aspire going into the radio industry. Like I think I've told you guys, you know, as you know, I've done podcasts and I've done some radio and I really enjoy it. I just feel that it's an avenue. That's not to say I don't want to sing forever. I definitely want to do the both. But I think that's what's been so interesting about this module is it's enabled me to explore lots of different avenues and the industry is not just one thing. I think coming back to you guys, you know, Tom, you said you didn't know what we really did at YAV. I feel like there's this sort of misconception that we're kind of this... I don't know, maybe we that we think we're this elite group of singers who put themselves in a different place. And that's not true for me, certainly. I, I don't believe that it should be inaccessible. And I believe that music as an art form is one. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think it's really funny, this whole thing between our course and your course. Like, you know, we're all UWTSD, but because you're in a separate building, that kind of sets us apart. I don't even, you know, I don't even feel like, you know, the quality of what we do is different, really. Because, you know, like you said, you've, um, the technique stuff that you do, I can imagine very similar to what we do with um, with the Nicholas and, and the Estelle module. But I think it'll be, you know, really interesting to see how the YAV and the BAMT, BA uh, Perform Your students all mix 
hopefully when they're all in the same um, building. But I think um, throughout this whole Creative Industries project, it's honestly been so, so, so nice because we've got to know you guys a lot better and got to spend more time with you. So it's brilliant that they're starting to integrate the courses a bit more than they ever have, really. Um, I understand that you guys had, was music theory with the BAMTs last year? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I can remember coming into a class or two, um, and that was been really good. But we've never had the opportunity as as BR performing or to mix with you guys at all. So it's it has been really nice. <clears throat> but we, I can promise you, we don't think that you, the we don't think that you guys are some hierarchy of performers. I reckon I could sing some of you under the table. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a challenge, guys. I think challenge ex- live on our podcast, challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I reckon us as BAPs think we're, we're probably the elite. <laughs> I'm really chuffed that you, like Sean mentioned, well, you've all mentioned about different routes of going into this industry. Like Sean mentioned, he wanted to go into the producing side. And Cardi mentioned in her podcast that due to her having a small crew, that they were their own, basically their own stage managers, and they did, they did their, they moved their props, they got their costumes ready. So, like, would that be something you're interested in, Sean? If you could work for educational and be your own kind of stage manager, so you get the knowledge that way. So yeah, it was um, when when Caddy said that, it reminded me kind of of um, I'm not sure if you guys I take it, Kellen and Tom did GCSE drama and A level drama, and you obviously and and Lee did, um, you, and we all obviously had to do, make our own sets, do our move it all, and it reminded me a bit of that, and I just enjoyed that time so much doing doing all of it yourself because obviously you got to learn different aspects of it, but then. When you go into a show, you are an actor. You don't move any set unless unless it's a small cast, you know. Um, but I, f- I feel like um... yeah, no, I completely understand what you're saying. Um, some of the some of the projects that I've done that have been my favourite projects have been the ones that it's been colla- like a collaborative process on it between creative um, the creative team and us as performers as well. One of my favourite modules I ever did was called Schools Tour um, back in college and we had to devise our own piece of musical theatre of um, children's theatre and we had to produce it direct it choreograph it write it it was mad and it was one of my favorite projects so um, I think we're lucky in this industry that we all can delve for dip our toes at least a little bit into each field that we could we could go in that's the only way you're going to learn really about different about different aspects because if you say if you if you train to be a scientist you are a scientist then you 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 know you might not dip into other things yeah. but with a with with us with acting you can, why are you laughing at me <laughs> <laughs> shut up <laughs> before i go on a tangent massive tangent but yeah usually when you train in a certain kind of thing you you go into that and there's no other kind of dipping toes into other things, whereas with our course especially, you can dip your toes in other things, like our one-man shows we've done. Absolutely. We, we did all that ourselves, you know? Yeah, I was literally going to mention the one-man shows that we did and how we got to work with Stephen Parry, who's been in the industry of theatre, and it was it was just great. And we did it over Zoom. We did an actual assessment over Zoom, so we actually opened our eyes to, like, technology of that as well, like, oh my God, did I struggle sometimes with having to do my own sound, my own movement, had to like change my camera because I had two computers on. It was 
the stressfulest thing I've ever done in my life. But oh boy, I loved it. And we're all doing this independent project right now, which is basically kind of like the one man show, but we get to do it on any aspect of theatre we want. So I've based mine on movement. I don't know about what have you guys done for your independent project? Well, I coming back to the question you raised earlier about well-being, I've got quite a deep interest in music and well-being because I personally have felt the benefits of singing as a tool to support my anxiety over the years and certainly since I've been in YAV you know engaging in daily singing practice and a structured routine of training my voice has had a massive impact on my general anxiety and in a positive way so my project is going to be a small sort of trial with case studies on introducing singing as a tool to enhance your own well-being basically and there's lots of studies been done over the years to show that you know this does work um and, but I just want to prove and test those theories myself really with a kind of music therapy head on you know that's really interesting that you say that about music therapy because I, my stepmother's doing a course in counseling at the minute and it's something that she's looked at when it comes to music therapy, which is brilliant. My independent project is is interesting because it's based on addiction and how that affects people um, in relation to homelessness as well, which is something that is very relevant today, like walking down the streets of Cardiff, you see it all the time. As myself, like for me, myself, it's really what's different and new about it is the fact that I'm writing just for two people. It's just a dialogue, which is is really interesting because I need to try and find a way to keep it interesting for half hour with just you people on stage. So, um, so yeah, it's really, yeah, it's really interesting. I'm really enjoying it. And then, um, my, my independent project, Dennis, it's all about practically the how people put a brave face on from day to day to please others. So, it's, um, it's about a porter works in hospital, and um, I was lucky enough to have that experience working in a hospital back at the start of lockdown for about six months. It was back in Aberystwyth. And it's loose, very, very loosely based on my experiences in the hospital. And um, this character, he um, doesn't enjoy life, but then he has to put this brave face on to not make it affect others. It, it's too much for him. And then at the end of the show, something happens and you'll have to come and watch to find out what does happen. <laughs> Yay! Does that mean we get front VIP front row tickets to the performance? I mean, I'll give you discounted prices, you know, but... <laughs> yeah, you've got to monetize on the situation. You don't want to be giving them away for free, do you? Of course. <laughs> I thought, I don't know what you guys thought about the puppetry class last week. Um, I, Obviously, it was a bit of fun and it was something creative, but I, I don't know if you looked at the... um small things theatre webpage but on there they did this project with the refugees in uh, in the oasis project in cardiff and you know you mentioned tom about how are you going to make it sort of diverse with just two people well the puppetry that they used to to sort of present and explore those sort of darker topics was just so hard hitting and they put music to it as well and that could be you know for me i think certainly as a singer who doesn't really know if there's going to be an industry i was thinking to myself oh I can start doing little puppet shows with me singing operatically behind it, you know. Um, <laughs> it just, it's about being creative at the moment, isn't it? And just exploring different means of putting our creative passion across, I guess. Definitely count me in. I'll bring my little butterfly to you as well. We can do a, like, duo butterfly piece, Lee. Yeah, mine wasn't <laughs> as pretty as yours, but thank you. Oh, bless you. <laughs> 
Um, one of the other things before sort of we wrap it up, I just wanted to point out about Megan is that, you know, Megan talked about having dipped her toes in lots of different aspects, didn't she? And and I think that's okay. I think society has made us think that we have to be prescriptive to one thing. You know, if you're passionate about dance, you have to be a dancer. If you're passionate about opera, you just do opera. And the same with MT. I don't really think that's the world we're living in anymore. You know, we're living in a diverse world full of culture and creativity. And it is okay to dip your toes in several different things. It doesn't mean that you're actually not passionate about the one favourite thing, you know. I think you've always got to be prepared for what life throws at you. Like this lockdown now, none of us expected to be in it for this whole year. And it's been a different experience for us. We've learned so many different things. And I think that's why when we were listening to Carly's story, we could relate probably a bit more to it because, you know, she was graduating last year like we are doing this year. And, you know, she, as I said, she she maximised her opportunities online. Like, I think you've just got to go with what life throws at you. And if, if life throws you a bone in person, then great. But if it throws you a bone online, I think you should take it as well. Take off every opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been lovely to speak to you all about, you know, our experiences within the industry and also like discussing Megan and Cardi's experiences in the industry. One point that I love that they both said and they were both really optimistic about was that theatres and hopefully face-to-face workshops will hopefully be back by the end of this year. So, I mean, that's a big relief for them and the whole industry and also us as graduates because obviously we want to delve into that industry after we graduate. I really hope, and we all all really hope that you all enjoyed our podcasts um, as much as we enjoyed making them for you. And fingers crossed that we'll get back to some sort of normality sooner rather than later. Thank you. Oh, thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening. Ha ha ha, shut up. <laughs> That's staying in. Okay. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Right, should I stop it now? <laughs>